Give God praise. We love you, Lord God. We praise you. We're here to worship you, Lord God. We're here to worship you, Jesus. We bow before you, Lord Jesus. You alone deserve the glory today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for what you've accomplished on the cross for each and every one of us today, God. You had us in mind, Lord God. You were there then on that cross, and you're here now today to meet us today. Hallelujah. We come. We come bowing down, saying, Lord, we need you today. Rescue us. Deliver us from the darkness. Oh, Lord, we need your light. We need your salvation. We need you today. We need your spirit today. Touch, I pray, each and every heart here, God. Hallelujah. Let us be changed this morning. Let us experience your presence and your word the power of your word to change us, Lord God. Hallelujah. We come ready to receive. We come expecting. We come opening our hearts and our minds saying, Lord, we need a touch from you today, God. We need deliverance. Hallelujah. The power of the darkness has been broken over our lives through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Help us to turn and give ourselves to the light, to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God is moving here right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is here to meet your needs today because He loves you. He loves you today. Hallelujah. Oh, let the light of God fill your heart, fill your life right now. Hallelujah. Oh, if there be any darkness, Lord God. Hallelujah. We... Break the power of the darkness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Fill us with your love and with your light right now, Lord God. We need your strength today, Lord God. We bow before you and say thank you, Lord, for meeting us here. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us with your presence. Glory to God. Give him praise this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 What a good God. Yes, you can be seated. What a good God we serve. Praise God. He was there 2,000 years ago dying on that cross for each and every one of you. But he's here right now in our midst. Hallelujah. Where two or three are gathered, he is right here in our midst. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive from the Lord this morning? Are you expecting to receive from the Lord? Don't ever go to church just out of routine. Go to church expecting to hear from God. Go to church expecting a touch from the Holy Spirit every single time. Come hungry for God, hungry for God's presence. Hallelujah. That's what we need. We need a touch in our lives from God. We need it every day. Praise God, but especially come to the house of God expecting. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. We welcome you to Christ Unveiled Ministry, so glad to see everybody out this morning. We, we welcome those that have joined us by webcast as well. Praise God. Stay tuned in. I believe God has a word for all of us. Praise the name of Jesus. I do want to make a couple uh, quick announcements. Uh, we had some weather this past week, so we had to cancel our Wednesday night service. So we moved our, our service to this week. It was going to be a lady-to-lady service. So uh, Lady is going to be Wednesday of this week. We just moved it up a week, and then we moved our Revelation series uh, also back a week uh, to the following uh, Wednesday. 
so if you didn't uh, know that, we have an alert system. So we tell everybody, hey, we're, we, we're not going to have church tonight because of the weather or whatever the circumstances may be. So you can get on our alert system. Just text the word CU alert, all one word, CU alert to the number 313131. And then you'll get a text message that tells you, hey, we've, we've moved the service. We canceled the service. So um, another real quick announcement, we want to let you know that our television commercial is running again. We, we turned it off for a time, but now it's running again. So we're really excited. Please be ready to receive visitors, to love on the visitors. Uh, just l let them know the love of Christ. We want, we want lives to be changed. We want souls to be saved. Amen? Every one of us has a part to play in that. As you support the church, as you pray for the church, you also reach out to the visitors and just hug them and love them. You know, th that is evangelism. That is changing lives. People, when they come to the house of God, they need to know that these, these are God's people that, that love me unconditionally. No matter what my background is, where I came from, what sins I had, my, my socioeconomic past, my, no matter what it is, they are accepted and they are uh, loved here at Christ Unveiled Ministries. So we encourage you to, to just extend that love to each and every one. And, and that's, that includes everyone here today, those that you know and those that you don't know. Make sure you extend the love of Christ. Amen? Praise God. And of course, we always want to welcome our visitors. Do we have any first-time visitors here this morning? Never been here this morning? All right. Well, praise God. We got family here. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, we're going to go ahead and prepare for the morning tithing offering. So this is our opportunity to worship in giving. Hallelujah. How many know God has given us everything that we have? Not a single penny that has ever come into your hands did not come from the grace of God. So we thank God for all he's given us. And so he's, he has given us an opportunity to take some of what he's given us and sow into the kingdom. So that we not only have natural needs met when God provides for us, but we have now eternal. When we give, our, our treasure is in heaven. So we are sowing into the kingdom of God. And that is providing eternal reward. An eternal benefit, not just, of course, for us, but for those that get evangelized. There's going to be people that are going to stay in heaven for all of eternity because of what you've done here at Christ Unveiled Ministries, because you supported the ministry, and you helped us get this webcast out and the radio broadcast out. You helped us, you know, preach the message here within the building, and lives got changed, souls got saved. Praise God. We thank you for those that are giving to the vision of, of changing the kingdom of uh, changing this world with, with preaching the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to ask you to stand. We want to pray over the offering this morning. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you so much, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Hallelujah. The presence of the Spirit of God just here. The touch of Jesus. The Jesus walking up and down in our midst. Touching lives, Lord God. We, we thank you so much. God, we... We ask you to have your way in this service. Speak through me. Touch me. Help me to minister your truth and your word by your spirit, God. I yield myself to you. God, we thank you for, for the opportunity to give to the kingdom, that lives could be changed, souls saved, all around the world because of what you're doing here, God. We just give as an act of love and obedience and worship to our God. We thank you, Lord, for those that give and those that cannot give. We just pray you bless them, Lord God so that next time they could give. Hallelujah. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Praise God. We ask you to worship. Come forward, worshiping and giving.
Glory to God. All right, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26, we're going to be looking at verse 39. Verse 39, praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 26, 39. This morning we're going to be talking about the will of God. How many want God's will in your life? Amen. Amen. If you're, if you're a believer, that's one of the ways you know you're a believer. Your heart is changed. You know, you still have part of you. You still have flesh. You still have something that, that wants to do wrong. But way down on the inside, you've got the Spirit of God in you. You've got a change in your heart and in your life that says, God, I want your will to be done. In fact, that's what this verse is talking about. Jesus Christ himself is the one speaking here. And we'll read it, Matthew 26, verse 39. Jesus, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And there are times, of course, where we have difficulty and we're, we're like, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to be going through this. I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. But what did he do? He yielded his will. He said this, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Not as I will, but as thou wilt. As soon as God created man, he gave man a will, a free will. Jesus even had his, his own will. And what did he do? He yielded it to God. That's, of course, the, the goal of every Christian, every day we should wake up and, and yield ourselves to God. Say, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. The flesh has a thing that it wants to do. It has lust. It has desires. Carnal thinking has a, a direction that it wants to go the opposite of God's will. But we have to rein in our flesh. We have to rein in our carnal thinking and say, no, I'm not going to do what the flesh wants. I'm not going to do what carnal thinking wants. I'm going to do what God said. I am going to obey God. Not my will be done, but yours be done. And how many know sometimes, uh, in fact, often, it, it, it is crucifying the flesh to do God's will. Most of the time, absolutely. And, and, and literally, Jesus was crucified, of course. But that's what's going to happen. When you start following God's will, it's going to hurt. It's going it's to cause some flesh to be crucified. And that's good. That's a good thing. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. But hallelujah, the glorious change that happens. The glorious reward for when we submit and yield ourselves to God's will. Yielding to the will of God. Uh, you know, often we're, we're, we cry out, you know, God, God, what is your will? So we're going to find out this morning, what is God's will for your life? How many know, wanna know you want to know God's will? I'm going to make it really clear today. What is God's will for your life? There are scriptures that make it abundantly clear. It specifically even says, this is God's will. Praise God. So we're going to get into those scriptures. There's, there's five scriptures we're going to get into. But, you know, I just came back uh, from India. We had, I had a great time. I, I went by myself. But I went to India. I ministered in a Bible school. And uh, I got to, uh, and, a, and a church. But I got to minister to Bible school students. So these guys, you know, they're, 
they, they come into this Bible school, and it's just a five-month intensive training Bible school. And all they get is five months. But they come in, and, and they stay on campus, and uh, the food's provided, the housing's provided. All they do all day is, is pray and study the Word. I mean, that's all they can do. They don't leave the campus. And, and you know, they get on fire. That first thing, they got to get filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, some of them ain't even born again. Some of them come. They, they're, a lot of them are. Most of them are. But they, they come in. They get... Uh, uh, make sure they get born again, then they get filled with the Spirit. And after that, they stay on fire the rest of the school year. So I got there at the end of the school year. They actually just graduated this, uh, this past week. So I got there at the end of the school year. And my job was uh, the pastor wanted me to come in and teach on the ministry gifts. And the ministry gifts are the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And I taught 20 hours on just those five things. So I, I was just I had 75 pages worth of notes, <laughs> and I went through all of them. Uh, and there, there's a lot of study there. It, it was just an awesome time, and, 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 the, and, the, and the students were blessed, and we had a, a really great time. But I bring that up because uh, the Bible school student is, is almost always in the same predicament. They're all crying out the same thing, God, what is your will for my life? Where do I go? What do I do? Well, the same is true for the Christian. Uh, we all have uh, uh, something that God's called us to be doing at this moment. And, and, and you know, it's not just this moment. We've got our entire lives. There's things that God's called all of us to do. And it's going to move. It's going to be uh, more than one thing often. It's going to be things that change over your life, over, over to the expand of your entire life. But all of us have a ministry. But they were all calling out, you know, God, what is it you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Praise God. And they were all excited. And I was excited for them. They were on fire, man. And so, uh, and, and then I, I come in, I come in, and I'm preaching on uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Well, you know what they're thinking. Which one, which one am I? Am I a prophet? I think I'm a prophet, you know. And so I had to kind of, kind of, you know, I even had one guy, uh, I, I had uh, questions. Y'all got any questions? The one, one guy jumps up, he's all excited. He said, how do I know if I'm a prophet? You know, so I had to, I had to kind of clarify and, and uh, so he was looking for the signs, and, and I don't have time to teach on it, but basically I said, just, you know, put your hand to work. Do something for God. Put, put your hand to the, to the plow and just do whatever God's called you to do today. I don't care how small it is. Just start working for God, and God will make it clear whether you're called to be uh, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't forget about the title. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Just start working for God. And, and, and as you're obedient and faithful, hallelujah, God will make it clear. Well, I'm preaching the same message here today. We want to find God's message, God's will for your life. Hallelujah. Start putting your hand to the plow. Start finding, God, what is your will for my life? Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures about what God's will is. And, and some people are like, well, you know, uh, I don't want to hear from the scriptures. I want to hear by the Spirit. What is, you know, there are two ways, there's two ways that God speaks to us. One is by the Spirit where he'll give you direction. You know, marry this person, move here, go to this church. Those are all, you won't find a scripture, right? You, you have to be led by the Spirit. And so, and when we're led by the Spirit, we know we're, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're obeying God. So when difficulties come, maybe you don't like uh, uh, who you're married to. Well, God called you to that marriage. You don't get to get out just because you don't like the situation. Or, or you don't like the church you go to. Hopefully you do, but praise God. Uh, uh, difficulties are going to come that it will challenge what God spoke to you. It'll challenge the word he said, go here, do this, do that. There's always going to be challenges. And if you run away, you'll never see God's will in your life. You'll never see the fulfillment of what he had for you because you said, oh, it got hard. 
Some, some people's reaction is fight or flight. Fight or flight. Well, we don't want to run, and we don't actually want to fight either. Fighting is often done in the flesh, but we don't want to run. When things get hard, when things get challenging, we say, nope, this is what God's word says. Or this is what God spoke to my heart. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to hold fast to what God spoke to me. Hallelujah. And then what happens? We'll see exactly what happened to Peter. He started walking on the water in the storm. He just got a word from Jesus, and he was able to walk on out there on the water. Praise God. And that's what's going to happen to you. When you step out and obey God, I believe God's spoken some things to all of us. I know he has some things that he has for you. You know, it, it, it's not necessarily called to a pulpit ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. But there is there's something God has for each and every one of you. There's ministry. There's people that he's placed in your life that you can be touching. And so we want to find out, well, God, what can I do? I mean, it, 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 it's not like just one thing where well, God will just speak one thing. It, it, it's a daily thing. It's, it, it's daily, God, what is your will? How can I, how can I uh, uh, further the kingdom of God today? How, how can I minister? And, and just start looking around. Well, who does God place in your life? Well, he's got your, your husband. He's got your wife. He's got your, your kids. You start your ministry right there. How can I be a blessing to my family? How can I minister to my husband, to my wife? You know, there's many ministries that, that are pulpit ministries that are failures right there at, at the family. And, and I believe they're failures Altogether, you can have the greatest church in the world, but if your family fails, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a failed ministry. We, we start with, well, number one, we start with our relationship with God. Start hearing from God. Once you hear from God, then you have something to minister to your family. Then you have something to minister from the pulpit or, or in music or, or whatever God's gifted you to have or whatever ministry he's given you to have. This is what we cry out. Not my will, but your will be done. That's what Jesus taught us to pray. Heavenly Father, not my will. Well, he, he prayed, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, that's, that's something we pray. Why do we pray? Because we realize the earth is really messed up. It's, it's all in a mess. It's all it's, it's sin and death and murder. You know, in Virginia Beach, I, I come from that area. There's 12 people that were murdered this, this past weekend. This world is all messed up. So that's why we pray, God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we see we need God's will here. Amen? And God's will is good. God's will is right. He is perfect. He is righteous. We know if we can get his will to be done on earth, hallelujah, things will be changed. People will be delivered. Right? So we pray, God, your will be done on earth. Because it's, it's all messed up. Sin's messed everything up. And that's, and that's really what uh, our, our salvation prayer is as well. God, your will be done in my life. I've messed up my life. I've messed up because of sin, my own choices. I've, we've been given a free will. We can determine our own life. We, can, we have self-determination. that We can do one thing or not do it. We can do God's will or not do it. We can sin or not sin. So, of course, we've all sinned, come short of the glory. And so we've all messed up our lives. So salvation is recognizing I was doing it my way, my will, and now I, I realize that was stupid. I'm destroying my life. I'm, I'm spiritually dead. I'm separated from God. And we cry out, God save me, right? That's God's will because he's a good God. God's the Savior. God's the deliverer, right? Amen. So uh, we're going to be talking about five scriptures, and I'll, I'll give these to you in just a moment, that, that specifically tell you exactly what God's will is. 
And you might be surprised, but the, these are explicit what God's will is for you. And you might mentally make a list. Well, I, I think God wants this and God wants that. You know, we, we can, of course, say that whatever the Scripture says, particularly in the New Testament, that's God's will. That's God's will for, for us, for the church. But then there's five instances where he specifically tells you, this is my will for you. And so we'll read that in just a minute. But there's also five other uh, uh, instances I want to mention. That's in Isaiah 14. You guys probably are familiar with the fall of, of the angel Lucifer and who, who we call the, uh, the devil, Satan. He used to be called Lucifer. And so in Isaiah 14, he had a free will. God creates his creations with a free will. They can serve they can, they can not. He never forces anyone to serve him. That, that's love. That's what love does is give you autonomy. You, you, you're not a robot, right? He gives you the freedom. And so uh, God's creation, the angels, <laughs> he gave them a free will. And, of course, we had the story here of Lucifer in Isaiah 15. And, and uh, he had five statements. Lucifer had five statements where he exercised his will. These are the exclamations of pride is what I call it. My will be done. This is what Lucifer wanted. And I'll just read it real quick. Lucifer, for thou hast said in thine heart, here's one, I will ascend into heaven. Number two, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Number three, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Then the last one, I think there's one more. Is that five? There it is. Two more. I will ascend above, above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High God. So we see here that, that Satan had his own free will. And, of course, he, he exercised it, and he rebelled against God. That was pride in his heart. That we have to, all, all of us have flesh. We all have a part of us that wants to do our own thing, right? And we have to daily put that down. We have to daily nail that to the cross and say, not my will be done, but your will be done. We have to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Praise God. And so that's, that's a daily choice to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what my flesh wants. The flesh always wants to take it too far. And you give your flesh just a little bit and it will have you in sin in a second. You can't mess with the stuff of the flesh. You have to stay in the Spirit, yielding our spirits like Jesus to say, Father, not my will, but yours be done. So we see here five instances where Satan exercised his will. And of course, this was the beginning of the fall of all creation, really. He, uh, we know one third of the angels fell, and it started with this guy. He was the first one. And one third of the angels fell after this because he exercised his will. And then, of course, we, we know that Satan was the one that tempted mankind and, and man exercised his will and man fell. If you think about it, one third of the angels fell, God's angels. Then all of men fell. You know, you can, you can think if a, if a pastor had a church and, and he's leading the church and then uh, one third of his church splits off and falls away. And then he goes and starts another church and he didn't just lose one-third the next time. He loses all of them the next time. You might think, man, what's wrong with this guy? But there's nothing wrong with God's leadership, right? God is perfect. Sometimes we point at leadership. Say, oh, they're doing it wrong. 
Now, God's leadership was perfect, and he still lost a third of the angels. God is absolutely perfect and good and righteous and just. God's will is good. He is good. He is love. Everything he does is perfect. Praise God. So he, he even lost all of humanity. But, of course, he had a plan. And, and, and thank God through Jesus Christ we all can come back to the Father through Jesus Christ, through the blood. But, but you, you know, sometimes we point at leadership and say, oh, there's something wrong there. But, but no, you can be perfect. And because man has a free will, he can still fall away. Hallelujah. But we, as children of God, have been given a, a nature. When you become born again, something changes in your heart. It says in Galatians chapter 4, it says, And because you are sons... God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. The spirit of Jesus Christ, the same Jesus that just prayed, not my will be done, but your will be done. That same Jesus now resides in your spirit forever. That's the part of us that cries out, God, I need your will be done. Hallelujah. We've been given a new nature because of pride uh, much of creation has fallen away from God. They've, they've uh, fallen from grace, the Bible says. But hallelujah, we've accepted Jesus Christ. We've embraced and said, God, now your will be done. I see the error of my ways. I need you, right? And that's, of course, not just for salvation, but now that's our daily walk. That is now, it's, it, it's not just something we do in the past. It is now a new lifestyle of seeking saying, God, your will be done in me. That is one of the ways I know someone's really a Christian is their heart has changed to where they're no longer, you know, I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to do it my way. That's how I know people have become really changed on the inside, become really born again, is a nature has been put inside of you. Now, you still have a conflict, of course. You still have part of you. You have flesh that you're dealing with that, that wants to do its own thing. But you see, before, you and the flesh were in agreement. You both wanted to go against God's will. And you were going as hard and fast as you could against God's will in the world and in sin. Hallelujah. But now, we've been born again. Praise God. And now we have that conflict. And that's a good thing. Where we, our will is supposed to yield ourselves, submit ourselves to the will of God, and dominate our flesh. Put our flesh down and say no to our flesh. Right? Amen. All right, so I promise you I'm gonna, I was going to give you the five scriptures. If you don't know God's will, this, this will be very clear to you. What is God's will for your life? And this is a good way to measure yourself. If you, you know, you could look, am I living in God's will right now? Am I, am I doing what God's told me to do? Kind of a report card. First one I'm going to give you is out of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2, and you're probably familiar with this. This is God's will because it says it here very clearly. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's it right there. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So here it is. This is the perfect will. This is the will of God for your life that you be transformed. And how are we transformed? Well, it's talking about our thinking. Our thinking has to change. This is God's will for all Christians. 
all Christians across the board, he says five statements in the Bible. This is my will. This is my will. This is, and the first one here is that you be transformed. Your thinking has to change, and that only comes through God's Word. In uh, James chapter 1, it talks about to, re to receive the Word with meekness, which is able to save your soul. Your soul is your, your mind, particularly. Okay? How, how, do you, how does your mind get changed? How does it get saved? How does it get transformed? It's only through God's word that we start thinking in line, thinking God's thoughts, thinking what the Bible says. So in other words, you've got to start reading your Bible. If someone's uh, new to Christianity, they, they're just walking in the doors, this is where we, God's will is number one, you read your Bible. Start reading your Bible, right? That one's probably not a surprise, but that, that's God's will. We have to be changed and read your Bible. You put your place, put yourself in a place where you can hear God's word, like going to church. That's another place where we can hear the ministry of God's word, right? Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So it is God's word. Number one is God's word. Number two is in Ephesians chapter six. And you don't have to turn there. Hopefully we'll have it on the screen so you can read it with me. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters. Okay, now we don't, we don't have servants anymore. Actually, we do. I, in India, they had servants. I had a great time in India, and, uh, but they, they treated me like a king. I had, I had literally servants serving me, because that's what they call them, and they, they stay on campus, and, and, and their whole job is, is, is you know, cleaning clothes or, or cleaning the, the house, or, and so they were serving me food, and when I was done, they'd come and take the food, and I was like, man, this is awesome. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. That was good. But, we, of course, in America, we don't have servants anymore. We, we, would, we would say we have employees, right? We're, in, we're all probably employees in some way, uh, employees and employers. So it, this, is, this is talking about how you, re, you relate to your boss, to, to your, your physical boss, your man, uh, a man that God has placed over you. You mean God's placed someone over me? My boss is over me because God placed him over me? Well, just read with me. You'll, you'll see here. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters. Or you could say employ, employees. Uh, uh, obey those that are your employers. According to the flesh, according to the body, bodily, these people are over you. With fear and trembling and singleness of your heart, here it is, as unto Christ. Well, that's strange. As unto Christ, i got to obey my boss like I'm obeying Christ? How bizarre. Not with eye servants as men pleasers. In other words, you don't just do it while they're watching. Anybody? None of you, of course. Just slack off when the boss is not around. Whether they're watching or not. But as the servants of Christ doing, here it is, this is the will of God from the heart. Doing the will of God from the heart. Serving. Working the will of God. That, that one's probably a surprise, a little bit of, su of a surprise to me. I just studied this this week. Search, well, let's find out all these places where it, it explicitly says, this is God's will for your life. And this was one of them that surprised me. He wants you to serve as unto the Lord when you, when you work. The third one I'm going to give you is out of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. And it says very explicitly, for this is... The will of God, all right? Very clear, right? This is the third one. This is all of them, by the way. I looked for all of them throughout the whole New Testament, and it, it, there's only five. 
explicitly for all Christians, this is one of them, even your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you, not some, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. That's, that word sanctification means to make holy. This, this, is, this is what we're all in the process of doing. It's actually part of having your mind transformed. It comes from the Word of God. It also comes by the power of uh, the Spirit of God to help us in this walk of sanctification. The word, I looked up the word sanctification in Webster's Dictionary. It is the act of God's grace. Now, this is Webster's 1828 Dictionary, so not today's dictionary. This is an old dictionary that was actually based, Webster based his dictionary on the Bible, the old dictionary. Now, they messed it all up today. You won't see the Bible in the Webster's today. But the old Webster's, this is his, his definition of sanctification. The act of God's grace by which the affections of men are purified or alienated from sin and the world and, to, uh, and exalted to a supreme love for God. Hallelujah. That's good. Hallelujah. Men are purified. Men are consecrated to the work of God. Hallelujah. So there's a, there's a working from God that helps you with that. And of course, we have to make the choice to consecrate ourselves. That means I'm laying down my life, saying not my will be done, your will be done. That's, that's consecration. Holiness, saying your will be done. So this is, this is uh, what, number, number three, sanctification. sanctification. This is the will of God. The fourth one is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 17, and he says, pray without ceasing. And I think that's a good one. That's an obvious one. Pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. You see it there? Very clear phrase. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we know we are to be people of prayer. Hallelujah. Are we people of prayer? Are we people of sanctification? Are we serving? Hallelujah. Our employer as unto Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we being transformed by God's word? So we are to pray. Of course, that includes uh, giving thanks, just like it says here. Giving praise, giving thanks, worshiping. That's what we, we do in church. We, we give ourselves to the will of God, we spend time worshiping God. We spend time praying. We spend time getting our mind transformed by the word of God. If any of you are serving in the church, we spend time serving God, as un, well, serving men as unto the Lord. So these, this is, these are the things explicitly written to the church. This is God's will for your life. Because We often pray, God, what is your will? Well, there's some scriptures written, and then there's other things that are not written that God will speak to your heart as well. But we want to start with this. We want to start with the written scripture. This is the foundation of the Christian life. This is what every Christian, when, we, when they first become a Christian, you start with getting in God's word, transforming your minds, praying. Amen? And then the fifth one, this is another one that might be a bit of a surprise, in 1 Peter chapter 2, it explicitly says, this is the will of God. Chapter 2, verse 13. Submit yourselves 
to every ordinance of man. Again, that, that may seem like a bit of surprise. This is God's will. Every ordinance of man, not some, every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Whether it be to the king as supreme or as unto governors or unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Here it is for verse 15 says, For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. This is the will of God, that we submit to those in authority. See, that was the problem with, with Lucifer, right? He would not submit. He got to a place where he was exalted of, of being such great beauty, such high intelligence, probably the most intelligent creature God's ever created, the most beautiful God's ever created, and he thought he could be worshipped. He got to a place over the millennial of, of time that he, he thought he was like God, should be worshipped just like God. How foolish, because he let pride in. He wasn't willing to submit. Submit. If, if we're not faithful to submit to the, the men and women that God's placed over us, we're not going to submit to God. When you're faithful in small things, you'll be faithful in big things. But if we say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll submit to God, but I ain't going to listen to my boss. Yeah, I'll submit to God, but I ain't going to do the speed limit. See, now, there's a problem there. Submit. You've got to humble yourself. Don't let pride rise up and say, I'm, I'm just going to do it my way. I, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care if anybody likes it. No, that's pride. That'll destroy your life. That's the root of the cause of the fall of all creation. All those that fell, the angels and men, it was all rooted in that pride. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. Praise God. So that, that's our five things. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. Praise God. It's very clear. It's explicit. These five things God says. Transform your mind. Renewed by God's word. So you've got to get God's word. Amen. Number two. Again, that is serve. Serve men as unto Christ. Hallelujah. This is how we, we prove we're really born again. When we can serve men as we're serving Christ, God will bless you. God will reward you. You know, when, when you're having an issue with your boss, maybe there's personality differences or whatever it may be. You know, you, you've got to serve him like you're serving Jesus. Well, he's not acting like Jesus. She's not acting like Jesus, right? You still serve him like as unto the Lord. You know, the Bible talks about Honor and obey your parents. You can, you can obey without honor. In other words, you can, you can obey on the outside, but on the inside, you're disobeying. You've got an attitude. No, that's, that's, that's not it. We've got to have a, have a right attitude. Keep our hearts right. Serve and, and obey as unto the Lord. Praise God. The third one, again, is sanctification. This is God's will for your life, that you abstain from all sexual sin. Sanctification, walk in holiness, in purity, consecration. That means giving your life over to God, putting down the flesh. The fourth one was uh, prayer. Again, that's uh, all kinds of prayer, thanksgiving, worship. This is God's will for your life. And then the last one, the fifth one, was submit to the authorities, to, to governments, to, to those laws. 
for the Lord's sake. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And what I'm talking about is just, I'm not laying out some goals. I'm not laying out rules in front of you. I've got to follow these rules. They're not rules at all. These are a lifestyle. These are, these, these, God has changed us. So on the inside, if we would follow that spirit that would cry out, God, your will be done, these things would become natural. These are our nature if we allow them to. But it, it takes that transformation of, of, the, of the mind so that our, our mind starts saying, you know, this is what God has for me. The flesh hates it. The flesh doesn't want to do it. But I am going to submit. I am going to yield. And you're going to see the fruits of righteousness in your life. We talked about ministry, your ministry. You're going to see your ministry flourish. You have to be faithful in these small things. And, and nobody's being perfect in probably any of these areas. But be faithful, and God will bring you up and help you. He'll give you grace in these areas of, of dealing with your boss or, or dealing with, you know, whatever it is you're dealing with, submitting to, to, to other people, to authority. Praise God. God gives us the grace, which is His supernatural ability to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just call on you right now. If there's any area in our life that you, you, you know that... that Pastor Thomas spoke on, right now, I, I pray you repent of any area that, hey, I haven't been doing that just right. I haven't been letting God's Word transform my mind. I haven't been uh, working as unto the Lord. I haven't been submitting to authority. I haven't been praying as I ought. Right now, you can repent. Hallelujah. And call on Lord. Say, God, not my will be done, not the will of my flesh, not the will of carnal thinking, but I need your will in my life. Your will is good. Your will is right. Your will is righteous. You are all wise, and I want your will in my life. And any other area that God has for you, any other things that he has for your life, he will, he will make them clear as you are faithful to obey in the small things. Praise God. Let God work in your heart. Yield your whole life to him. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah.